Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. All right, how are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Nugenics. What we're going to talk about today is something I've been preaching on, I think, for the last month or so. And just recently, Biden has announced that he's going to be running for president. This is not going to be a political uh, deal we're going to talk about. It's just... It just it makes a little bit of sense what what I'm I'm seeing and what I'm talking about and what I've been telling you guys what I think is going to happen. We know the war inside of Ukraine has been I don't want to use this word but lackluster the last few months with nothing happening. Zelensky is blaming us for not giving enough weapons, and we're just kind of sitting here. And the Russians are just mad. Nothing's going on. It's pretty much we've been in the same cycle over and over again. Now with Biden announcing that he's going to be running again for president, this is going to change things up a bit. And I think it's going down the same path I told you guys it would, which is kind of crazy. I know. I know. Now this piece I'm going to read from, I don't normally do this. Don't normally just read verbatim what's going on, but I do agree with a lot of points they had and it made a little bit of sense. And so I thought I'd just go ahead and, and read it. Now the Biden administration is quietly preparing for the possibility that if Ukraine's spring counteroffensive falls short of expectations, critics at home and allies abroad will argue that America has come up short. This is very true. And, like I just said 30 seconds ago, the left, they have Biden administration, they're going to be running for president. And right now, there was a poll that came out yesterday, 71% of voters don't want him to run again, but he's going to run again. The whole thing here in America is they're not going to have a, uh, what are they not going to have? They're going to have a debate on the on the Democratic side of things, so pretty much Biden's going to get a free, he's, he's going to be the guy for, for this next election. What's going to happen? Now, with that being said, this is very important to take note of. And I'm only bringing this up for one reason. Is he pretty much controls everything that's going on, for the most part, inside of Ukraine with the amount of stuff that gets pushed over. Now, publicly, Joe Biden and his team has offered unwavering support for Ukraine, pledging literally to load up uh, the country with weapons and economic aid for as long as it takes. We've heard this over and over and over again. But this this last, or I guess the, the coming up fighting season, if it does not yield any gains if it's just limited gains administration officials have expressed privately they fear being faced with a two-headed monster attacking it from the hawkish and dovish ends of the spectrum which is kind of a weird way to put it but one one side is going to say that ukraine's advances would actually work and would have worked if the administration had given kiv everything it had asked for we know that Zelensky and the, the ukrainians we've given them a lot but they want they just want everything they want longer and larger range missiles fighter jets more air defense over we've heard this over and over and over again now to the other side the administration officials are actually worried that if 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 ukrainians actually come up short in improving that they cannot push the russians out of the territory what's going to happen when you're looking at from the, the the democratic side and the biden administration leading into this next election this is very important because they've they funneled so much money and supplies and just a lot of everything here in america has been focused on that and what happens if it comes up short? Now, one thing we, we here in America we never take in account, we don't ever think about, is our allies inside of Europe. I know that sounded kind of crazy saying it like that, but they, they're going to want some peace negotiation between Ukraine and Russia as a more of a tra- It's going to become more attractive to them as well if victory isn't around the corner because inside that administration, officials stress they're doing everything possible to make this, this string offensive succeed, which 
I don't really know what I, I think. I don't know. I'm not on the ground. I have no idea. But from what I could tell, I just, I just don't think they're prepped. I really don't. So you guys know that top secret. Uh, it's not. It's really. I don't have to use bunny ears here. But the top secret assessment that came out in February that had been kind of exposed stated that Ukraine may possibly fall like well short of its counteroffensive goals. Now that's another reason why I don't think this thing has started. Because they know, I think Zelensky and everybody inside of Ukraine knows if this thing does fall extremely short of the goals of taking back huge chunks of land like they did this last one, then they're kind of, they're not really in a, uh, a very good spot. Ukraine's going to be also hoping to, to sever Russia's land bridge to Crimea, and U.S. officials are now really skeptical that's even going to happen. And according to two administrative officials familiar with this assessment, there's still some hopes that inside of the Pentagon that uh, Ukraine will actually hamper Russia's supply lines there, even if a total victory over Russia's newly fortified troops ends to be too difficult to achieve, which might be a thing. Which are, They've dug in and they're still digging in inside of Ukraine, which it, I got a, a piece I'm going to share with you guys here later on about probably one of the weirdest things that has to do with anthrax inside of Ukraine. What? This is how you can tell they're still digging. Now, U.S. intelligence indicates that Ukraine simply does not have the ability to push Russian troops from where they are deeply entrenched. This is very, we know this. We, we know this to be true. This is pretty easy. And similar feeling has actually taken hold about the battlefield elsewhere, in, elsewhere inside of Ukraine. So now, now we're starting to see that the U.S. officials are not actually believing Ukraine could really do anything significant throughout the held areas or held territory of Ukraine by the Russians. Wow, that was kind of a mouthful. Now, Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky has said that uh, U.S. has not adequately armed his forces properly to do so. And until then, the counteroffensive will not begin. I don't know what else we could do as a country other than send our own troops there. Because the thing is, Zelensky wants more stuff. I get it. He wants more stuff to push him out. I just don't know how much more stuff we're going to be willing to give them without actually putting boots on the ground ourselves. Because we still have to have stuff here in America, for which this actually goes on to talk about other things that are happening inside the world that we have to prep for. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what I'm telling you guys. This, the the counteroffensive inside of Ukraine, this is like, and I am talking to a couple different guys that have actually been fighting. One of them is going to be here. Hopefully he'll be here this next coming week. You guys will hear, me and him have had this conversation through DMs. We're going to have it in person here, hopefully here very soon, about the, the, the effect America has on the war inside of Ukraine is so significant that if we were to just stop what we're doing they would they would be walked on 100%. Like, the Ukrainians would be. And he's going he's gonna to tell you guys this as well. He's been over the fighting. He literally lost his eye fighting inside of the war. Now, with what I just said, there is a belief inside of Kiev is willing to actually consider adjusting its goals. According to American officials, a more uh, modest aim to be easier to be sold as a win. And I feel like I've said this before. Uh, there's been discussions uh, per aides of framing it as Ukrainians as a ceasefire. Okay, so Ukrainians may may frame it as a ceasefire, not a not a permanent peace talk. Okay, leaving the door open for Ukraine to regain more of its territory, kind of like what Russia did back in 2014. They came in, they took, they held, they sat and waited. Eight years later, they really pushed through. That's what they're talking about. And these aides have also expressed of re-engaging China to push Putin to negotiating tables. Well, which is kind of crazy because China is going to be going to Ukraine. This is it's just. I think I think we're starting to get. We're starting to see what's starting to happen, and I don't think a massive 
I don't personally think a massive counteroffensive is going to happen. I think it's going to end with 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 peace talks, some type of DMZ, something something weird like that. A counteroffensive that doesn't meet expectation will also cause allies and foreign capitals to question how much more they can spare if Kiev's victory looks farther and farther away. Now, European public support may wane over time as European energy and ec- economic costs stay high. That's the other thing to think about. It's not just America that's funding the cost of the war as well. It's European allies. A fracturing in transatlantic support will also likely hurt U.S. domestic support in Congress and the Biden administration may struggle to sustain it. 100% hands down is very true. No doubt about it, that is so true. Many European nations could also push Kiev to bring a fighting to an end. A poor counteroffensive will actually spark further questions about what an outcome of the war will look like and to an extent to which solution can actually be achieved by continuing to send military arms and aid. I, I feel like a, a broken record right here. I really do. I'm reading this, and I, I tell you guys, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I'm saying this for the last month and some change. I have. I know I, know I have been. A lot of you guys out here think I'm crazy for saying it. I'm just trying to, to be honest with you guys. Biden and his top aides have also publicly stressed that Zelensky should only begin peace talks when he is ready. We've heard this over and over again. I even talked about this at the very beginning of the episode. But Washington has also communicated to Kiev that some political uh, realities— at some point, especially with the Republicans in control of the House of Representatives, that the pace of the U.S. aid will likely slow. So now the administration, the Biden administration, is always are already putting the blame on the aid slowing to the Republicans having control of the House of Representatives. I'm telling you guys this for a reason. It's that's not the reason why the 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 U.S. aid is likely to slow down. That is a very good avenue for them to already start pushing. Um, this thought down because he knows going into election cycle or election, he's going to have to draw down that aid significantly. Like say, think about that. And this is why I'm telling you, they're going to be pushing them to go to the tape to tables to talk. I feel like this is maybe, maybe I'm just not putting this or maybe this is not making any sense. I hope it's making a little bit of sense. Cause to me, when I started reading all this and putting everything I'm, I'm saying together into, into one big mashed up thing, I, I realized this is exactly what's happening. It's playing out right in front of us. If Ukraine can't gain dramatically um, on the battlefield, then they're going to question the inevitably arises as to whether it's time for negotiations to stop the fighting. That's exactly what they're, they're talking about. And this is also another thing. It's very expensive. They're running low on ammunition. That's we are. And we've got other contingencies, which I told you guys about here a second ago, around the world to prepare for. That is, that's literally one of the narrative right there that's already being pushed. So they're already laying the groundwork. America is already laying the ground. Everybody's already, the leadership's already laying the groundwork that if the counteroffensive, if it does happen, so this is what we got here. If the counteroffensive does happen and it's unsuccessful, pretty much everything you've been seeing here inside of Ukraine is going to get dwindled down to nothing and they're going to have to go to the table. Or do they go to the table now and start negotiations? which may come to another thing, which talks about China here in a second. And that's the Chinese are now getting more involved, but that's not the last piece. There's one more. I want to go on this kind of touch, touching on it. And that's come from the Kiev poach, which is going to be a little bit more, a little bit. It's going to be 100% on the Ukrainian side of things. Support for a, a peace fire would actually be unacceptable. This is the vast majority of the Ukrainians. They had a poll. 10% of citizens inside of Ukraine would actually want to quit the war without a total victory. Now, the total victory is going to be completely shifted. These gold bolts are going to be shifted, as we talked about here a second ago, by Zelensky if he has to. Okay, If Moscow has come convinced that it cannot make any further significant territorial gains inside of Ukraine, it may even suffer more losses than a ceasefire in place would actually be the least worst option. Okay, That is very true. 
Now, looking at it from the Russian side of things, Putin also could play this as as a ceasefire. It's not a it's not a ceasefire. It's it's necessary to stage to push back through. So it actually would would benefit them. It would seem to for them on their end would be victorious because they now control a big chunk of the southeastern portion of Ukraine, just like they took Crimea. The same kind of thing happened in 2014. Peace talks, ceasefire would do this. The same thing. Russia would actually likely would welcome this as a ceasefire, as it would provide a victory for Putin. 100% would provide a victory for Putin. And everybody back home, as we know, which we're going to hear here later on, or talk about here later on, everybody inside of Russia does not really want this war right now. And that's why they're having a hard time actually getting men to sign up to fight for the war. Discussing China. Oh, China. Zelensky actually had a phone call with, with the Chinese president, Z himself. And the, the Chinese are also going to be sending a special representative on Eurasian. Yeah, Eurasian affairs to Ukraine to discuss peace talks. So this is why I really think you're seeing this whole thing start to come to somewhat fruition. And I don't even know if a counteroffensive is really going to happen. Do I, do I sound crazy for saying this? I don't know. I've been covering this thing for the last, I don't even know, since it really kicked off. Now, the U.S. House of Representatives are also considering putting a resolution together demanding that the U- U- return of the uh, 1991 borders of Ukraine now, in addition to that, they're also going to be calling for Ukrainians accession into NATO and also requires Russia to pay reparations. Okay. Don't know how they're going to get Russia to pay reparations. Don't think they're going to get back to the original borders. Well, this goes along the same line that I just spoke about. The fact they want for, they want peace talks. They want peace talks. They want peace. They want to make it happen. I'm telling you guys, this, this is what is happening right now inside of Ukraine is bigger than just the war inside of Ukraine because you have, it's more of a, we're getting into election season here in America. Election season's kicking off. I think, I, I really think it starts kicking, like right now, actually. I think it's really started to kick off, like right now, for the 2024 presidential election. Like, it's, this is this is it. It's starting to, it's, this is, this is it, boys. <laughs> so what's going to happen? Things are going to have to change. And counteroffensive, like I said, non-successful, Biden screwed. If they go to the table and they talk, they get peace, it's a win. So just think about it like that. Now, getting older, is, it's, it's changed my body significantly. It, I, I struggle. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I struggle. I went on a run this morning. I ran seven and three quarters miles. Yes, I still run, but my God, did it hurt getting up this morning? It hurt to, it, it, it just, I have to stretch. It just sucks getting old. We all know this. Now, if you guys are looking to get more energy and, and you want to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you guys turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you guys better results at the gym, and help and make you look and feel like the man you guys used to be. Now, Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testofen. Okay, now it has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels inside of your inside of your body if you're a man. Now, because Nugenics Total T boosts the essential free and total testosterone levels that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, yes, and more passion too. You know what I'm talking about? Your partner will notice the difference. Man, female, I don't care. Your partner's going to love it. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. It also can help you guys re-energize your life completely, help you guys get back with the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. I'm telling you guys, you need to check him out. You guys can get a complimentary bottle. Yes, a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you guys text 231-231. Enter keyword truth. That's all you got to do. Yes, uh, the text right here on screen. You guys see 231-231. Just enter the code truth. 
Just text them that. Text down. You guys will get a bottle of Total Nugenics Thermo with their most powerful fat incinerator ever. Yes, with key ingredients to help you guys get back into shape fast, absolutely free. So text 231-231 and enter the keyword truth. Text 231-231 and enter the keyword truth. So texting also enrolls you guys into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Messes and data rates may apply. Oh, they've been through some uh, interesting stuff inside of Ukraine. We know at the very beginning, for one, they were dealt maps from the, God, what was it, the 80s? Before Chernobyl? I remember seeing maps. I don't remember what year it was, but I'm very sorry. I know someone's going to say it was like, I don't remember what year it was. They had maps that were pre-Chernobyl. So they were digging inside of one of the worst areas on planet Earth to be digging in. They were building trenches in, and they had radiation poisoning. A lot of their men did. You guys remember that? So this time, they're still digging trenches. I told you guys they are digging throughout the southern portion of the country to really to really maintain their ground. That's down in the Zaporizhia region. But this time, they actually contracted anthrax. Yes, during the preparation of the trenches, the, the Russians accidentally dug up a cattle burial site. And they contracted anthrax. Cattle burial site. Yes, I've actually never really thought about this. To be honest with you, because here, in, I guess, maybe dairy cows or maybe just, in, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Most of our cows here in America end up getting slaughtered because we eat a lot of them. But I guess dairy cows, we don't, I don't maybe they get ground up for dog food or something. I don't really know. That's a good question. Never thought about that. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. A bunch of them uh, are getting, that's really, I just went, my mind just went down a different path there. A bunch of them got quarantined and they contracted anthrax, which is just so crazy to me. Way to go, Russians. You, you dug up. Somehow the cows are even killing you from the grave, which Ukrainian cows are, are now fighting inside the war. Now, the Russians themselves, as I told you guys, they're very frustrated with their advances. And I think the older Russians really want to get back to the old school ways, but it doesn't seem to be sticking as well with the younger generation. Ну, в том числе здесь, на гражданке, про что мы говорили, все эти ждуны со столета сволочь, которая в наличии имеется. Мы чего стесняемся? Мне говорят, ты хочешь сталинских репрессий? Я хочу. Я хочу, при том, что мой дед 9 лет отсидел, это хочу напомнить, в этой статье. Всю войну прошел, в 46-м году отсидел, потом был реабилитирован. Но понимая, что это было необходимо на тот момент государстве сделать, да, где-то были ошибки. Now, Russia clearly has its own struggles within its civilian population and been trying to garnish any support of this war. It really is a comical thing seeing this over and over again, then blowing up on their own networks, belittling a civilian population that doesn't seem to really care. Like, we know this even more so due to the amount of Russian ads that we've seen being thrown up over and over and over again, trying to get people to sign up for a for a military contract. Now the thought that the Russians are trying to push this idea that this counteroffensive is going to be massive, so big that they're going to be hitting targets inside of inside of Russia, deep behind the enemy lines with drones inside of Russian territories. I don't know why the Ukrainians would be using drones. It does not seem a very good use of equipment to hit a random civilian house or complex or street. Inside of it doesn't really make too much sense to me, but anyway. Конечно, не исключаем. Я абсолютно с вами согласен, что это контрнаступление прежде всего будет психологической атакой на население России. Именно. Не исключены удары в глубь России. Не исключены удары 
по регионам, которые очень и очень далеко от линии фронта. И в этом смысле мы, конечно, должны быть на стороже, ждать их беспилотников, террористов, бороться с ними и их уничтожать. Because I've spoke to some people on the ground, like I've told you guys, I do talk to them here and there, and they they keep telling me the same thing over, wait, it's coming, wait, it's coming, and I and I and I do believe there's a chance it could come, but I think it has to do with the fact that they're waiting for a lot of new recruits to get trained up and get some more equipment. So right now, I don't think they have the ability to have a successful counteroffensive on the ground. Not saying they're not going to, but it may be down the road. It could be a month from now. I have no idea, but right now I don't see it happening just as of yet. And so why would they be utilizing any of their equipment right now to target random things deep inside of Russia? It just doesn't make any sense when you haven't really completed the task at hand yet. And you know what? We haven't really... Well, we, we've shared a whole bunch, probably 50 or so, or maybe 30 or 40 intercepted calls, I don't know, over the last year. But we've never been given exactly who is the person behind these calls. This time, the Ukrainian security services have actually released a person's name and age along with where he was from. Так что вы делаете? Человека надо чуть-чуть зарезать. Но меня это не впервые. Мне похуй. Меня зовут. Теперь я знаю, что я уже Я пока не поняла, что... Ты угораешь или что? Мне так падло это жень. Нет, я не угораю. Короче, есть... Как тебе объяснить? Люди, которые... Люди, которые военнопленные. Ну. Им нам смысла не держать. Ну, потому что всю информацию с них выпытываем, дальше нет смысла держать. Вот, их надо утилизировать. Утилизировать не все соглашаются. Утилизировать, думаю, прекрасно понимаю, что это за слово. Ну. Хочется делать. Вот. Делаешь это вот, у мужиков же есть кадык. Ниже кадыка, вот это, шли башом полом от автомата за ухо. У меня таких уже хватает. Сейчас с тобой поговорю, пойду дело сделаю и пойду спокойно спать. Now this guy was actually born in 1995. So he's 25, 26 years old, somewhere around 26 years old, 27, somewhere around there. God, I feel like I'm getting old. Anyway, I can't pronounce his first name, but I can attempt to his last name. It's like Succo, 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 Succo. Anyway, S-U-H-C-S-U-C-H-K-O, Succo. We actually have photos of this guy, which is the first time we've ever been able to put a face with a voice. And I've heard, I've heard many of stories and I've, I've actually seen some, some terrible, like absolutely terrible videos. And I don't, I don't, I'm telling you guys, if you guys don't want to watch that stuff, do not go search for it. It is terrible, especially the one with the Ukrainian who was chewed up on camera by a Russian machine gun, who was also a POW, who smoked a cigarette. I think he told him to go F themselves, or he said Slavia. I don't remember what, exactly what he said, but when I watched it and I saw it, I could not believe what I had saw. It's terrible. I feel bad for some people that have not seen that kind of stuff a lot, and that just popped up on their feed, and they saw this guy get chewed up by a machine gun. It was pretty brutal. I mean, it was brutal. Brutal. Man, it was brutal. But 
I think both sides have so much hate inside of them for each other right now. There's a massive lack of discipline as well, which allows for this type of thing to happen. But truthfully, I don't know. We, I almost don't really believe him. The way that he spoke makes me not really want to believe him. Maybe just because I don't think that it's just it's just that terrible. I just don't want to believe it. But I the way he's I don't know. I, I think he's just trying to impress his girlfriend back at home. Maybe there's a part of him that hopes this is true. A part of me that hopes this isn't true. But I don't know. Look at the guy. He's, he seems like he's been in the army. He actually actually literally been in the army for a handful of months, and he was actually mobilized so that actually la- he lacks any real training whatsoever. So I guess he could be sitting there holding Ukrainian troops hostage. I don't know, hostage, but POW. I have no idea. I know idea. You know, you know what I what I can tell you guys is when every time I look at these photos of Russians inside the rear when they're not fighting, they're always wearing like mismatched uniforms and running shoes without boots. It's just it's what what actual military that is a formidable power would look and dress like this. It's mind-blowing. If you think about it, it's terrible. They just, I don't, I don't think, I think they went from being number two power in the world to like, the only reason why they can say in the top five, I guess, because they have nuclear weapons. But as a conventional army, this is going to sound terrible, but I would love to see them go toe-to-toe with America. It would be a fight that I don't think most people in the world would, would realize. I don't, I don't think most people in the world realize how powerful our military is. And I say this because... I mean, I, was, I haven't been in for almost 10 years. I haven't been in for nine. Oh, my God, I'm getting old. Oh, my God, I haven't been in for nine years, and I knew how powerful we were back then. We would make the Russians look stupid back then now. So, all right, I'm out of here, guys. I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Ooh, I'll, take, I'll, I'll check you out what you got. I'll, I'll see you guys here later. I do love you guys. I'm out.